the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hey, folks, welcome to another edition of Firing Lion Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman, and you know what? I'm actually happy today, and, and that's kind of a new thing because normally in California, after an election, it, you know, there's a lot of drinking involved. And, uh, you know, I was, I was worried because maybe I picked the wrong week to quit drinking, right? But uh, no, we, we survived. Tuesday, and that was an amazing thing. So here in California, we've actually got some great things to celebrate. And joining me on the line is somebody who's going to help us celebrate, somebody who was very involved in our local elections and statewide stuff. And anyway, pro-Second Amendment candidate support, and that's Lauren Campbell. Lauren Campbell of the San Bernardino and Riverside County Gun Owners Association. Lauren, how are you doing? I'm doing great. After this election, it was really a, a fantastic result. You know, it's unusual, isn't it? After an election, it's like it's like you have the battered wife syndrome or something. You know, somebody looks at you, you flinch because we've been beaten so long in this state. So it's kind of nice that, hey, actually, actually things went our way for once. You know, we'll start off the big one, though, Prop 13, which means that we'll still be able to afford our homes uh, in the future. And, and uh, Gavin Newsom was not able to steal our property any more than he has already, but that was shut down. I know they'll come back around with it, but that was shut down. We have to celebrate that. And in shutting that down, I think it brought a lot of people out who normally sit on their hands. And we had some great, uh, great events. Why don't you give us a couple of highlights on that? Well, you're Lauren. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. I was watching the election returns come in and I was almost looking thinking I was looking at the wrong results because everything was going our way. I mean, we endorsed uh, five candidates in San Bernardino, um, and four of those candidates actually won. Um, we got Don Rao and Paul Cook. Now, Don, Don Rao, okay, so those are county supervisors for San Bernardino. Very important, very important positions. They determine a lot of what happens in our local area. Absolutely, because they, they actually enforce or they decide how to enforce Rules are put down by the federal government or by the state. So their role is very critical. Absolutely. And so the two county people that we have, there's only five of them. Correct. We were able to get two that were there. Uh, What about the others in that county? Were they not up for election or? Yeah, so Kurt Hagman was on the show with me a couple weeks ago with you, and uh, he's a pro-Second Amendment guy. He's currently serving, and uh, he's... He's safe for another year or two. So we've got to actually now with the candidates we've already got in, we've got three already. And then 
the uh, third candidate that we endorsed for county supervisor was Jesse Armendaris. And Jesse had a contested race, but uh, he he actually made it through. So he will be in the general election with Joe Baca. So we've got another good shot at getting a fourth candidate, a fourth elected official in the county supervisor seat. Now, why is that? Why is that important to those of you in the Second Amendment? Right, we're talking politics. Oh, yuck! I'd rather talk about Glocks. But here's the deal: county supervisors can control all the county land. San Bernardino County only goes from here to like the moon surfaces of Nevada. It is huge. Land use issues all come down to who's running the county. You want to have ranges? You want to have availability of shooting areas? The county covers that. Not to mention they have effects on on other areas for business licensing and so forth. But they control all the land use. And we have so much uh, what the BLM used to call UFD, uh, north of the 40 freeway. There's so much desert out there that... um, you know, we'll have access to with the right people in charge. So that's why the county supervisors, although it seems like a dog catcher race when you're looking at presidential politics, is extremely important for your life. Absolutely. They control what they control our our home environment. So a lot of their decisions actually even trickle down into the city council direction. So if you have a change in leadership from the top and having three to four Second Amendment supported elected officials at county supervisor level will affect all of the lower levels in all the cities. So it's really a great thing. Now, if we can just get them to agree to secede into Nevada, I think that's that's how we win, right? San Bernardino County becomes West Nevada, and uh, that would work. <laughs> you want to see property we'll values go through the roof? <laughs> we'll even take Arizona. Yeah, well, I, I like the, the some of the tax benefits of being in Nevada without having to move, right? So that's, that's there you the go. benefit there. That sounds, I think you're right. I think that's a better strategy. Exactly. And, and you know, we got to tell like people like James Ramos, right? Hey, look, if we join Nevada, then you've got unlimited gaming for your casinos. Come on, work there on There you this. go. <laughs> Let's get this done. <laughs> Okay, moving on here. So county supervisor was successful. What else have we got? We got uh, also uh, Henry Nichols, who was our uh, city council representative for San Bernardino, uh, Ward 5. Henry goes to the uh, general election. Uh, So he's in a runoff now. So that's a positive. Henry's the incumbent. And, uh, you know, I'd like to just say that all the candidates that we endorsed have all answered 10 questions that we put to them on Second Amendment rights. And one thing that's very important is they all pledged to support a Second Amendment sanctuary resolution for the county or the jurisdiction that they're in. So um, including financial control. So that would give the sheriff a lot of latitude on how he enforces the Second Amendment laws. That is awesome. Now, Henry Nichols is a city of San Bernardino councilman, right? Correct. So that what's important about that is he's a very conservative guy. I think he actually paid for part of the Berlin Wall to come down here as a, as a memorial. But he's a very conservative young man and 
Sam Bernardino needs that. Let's just say it like that. We're in the, we're in the broadcasting here from live from the uh, city of Sad Burning Ghetto. Let me tell you, they need some conservative principles running this place because it is simply a nightmare. And uh, he's taken on a heck of a job by by doing that. All right, who else do we have? Uh, okay, so in uh, Riverside County, we also got um, Kevin Jeffries was uh, should should go through with uh, 50 plus 1% of, of the vote. So he will actually assume office in uh, December 1st. He's currently serving. So that one is done. We're, we're done with that one. In the uh, other county supervisor race down in San Bernardino, we endorsed Joe Scarafoni. Um, that was Riverside. Chuck Washington. Yes, Riverside. I'm sorry. Yes, Riverside. And uh, Chuck Washington is the incumbent. Uh, we endorsed Joe Scarafoni to run against him. When I looked this morning, there, Joe Scarafoni was like 25 votes down from the next contestant. And um, it, there was 150,000 votes left to count in Riverside County. So he could very well get into the top two in, in Riverside County. So that may be another big success. Even, even if he doesn't, with only a 25-vote margin out of like 8,000 votes, um, he did really well. Well, let's take a look at that. Now, Riverside County is obviously a very important uh, financial driver for this particular area. Joe Scarafani uh, is in a typically very liberal area that he's trying to run in, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and his the incumbent there... Chuck Washington, when you sent him a form saying, hey, how do you, what do you feel about the Second Amendment, blah, 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 he said, I do not want your endorsement. Go. Yes, we are not seeking your endorsement. Which, which in uh, political terms means go pound sand, right? So That's absolutely right. If, you've got a, if you have a county supervisor with that mindset, how do you think it's going to go when certain bills come up against... That you know, he's telling you right now, Chuck Washington needs to be replaced. Now, I'm sorry we're sitting here talking politics, guys, but this is where the game is. We have to vote first, right? People are voting with their feet and leaving the state, but those of us, you know what, we've realized that Arizona is not the answer. Um, it's a purple state. Texas is purple state. These things can turn on a dime, and now you're you're in the same soup. So we need to stand up and fight. And I want to congratulate those of you who got off your couch and got in the fight last last week and made sure that you got these votes because they counted. They heard. They over. They stopped Prop 13, which would have destroyed our home values, and then they put the right people in. I mean, we have Second Amendment victories. Do you know how long I've been at this microphone willing, wanting to say we've had Second Amendment victories in California? It's been long. Yeah, it's fantastic news. It's been lonely here. We haven't had a lot. But... We have it now, and we're going to ring that bell all week long. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com, and check out Riverside County Gun Owners. And we'll be right back after this. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. And you know that every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, 
Our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the great stuff afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been Firing Line Radio Show's longtime sponsor, Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside. Now, if you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Head on down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. Now, after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information on certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. That should be number two on your speed dial by now, folks. Visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes, because at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. They're a safety guy. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Joining me on the show here, I have Lauren Campbell. Lauren Campbell of the Riverside County and San Bernardino County Gun Owners Association. And joining me here, I have Scott Woodhouse. Scott Woodhouse is a match director for Avenal Gun Club. He's in charge of some very specific and, and fantastic uh, matches. We're going to talk about those uh, coming up in the rest of the show. But he, he's here, and he's going to say hi and, and weigh in on some of the things we have here. Lauren, we've had a great election result here in California. Almost almost unbelievable that we actually did as well as we did statewide. So why is this important when you look at legislation that's coming up? Well, we've got a, a few things, but, you know, the one thing I want to comment, too, is, is we can't rest on our laurels because this general election is going to be even more important than the one we have now. So we've got a lot of work between now and November really get people to turn out and speak up, act out, um, be an activist for Second Amendment rights. So it's really important. We have the uh, lead ban, AB 3071, that's been proposed by two very liberal um, assembly people in in San Francisco, and uh, this would eliminate the use of lead-based ammunition on both indoor and outdoor ranges in California huge deal well that would that would shut down all all uh, practice shooting it simply would it absolutely would because from what I've seen the price of ammo would go up two to three times um, what you would get lead-based ammo for well not only that but you take a look at uh, say you're shooting an IDPA match you know you're going through two three hundred rounds for one one morning of shooting and absolutely. you know if you're paying well, we never mentioned prices on here, okay, just in case. Here, here's our safety factor is, you know, if the guy finally, his wife finally lets him listen to our show as they're driving around Saturday afternoon, and, um, you know, we just have a rule that all firearms cost about 100 bucks, and uh, most boxes of ammo or hunting tags are about 20 bucks. all right? So your mileage may vary. It may not be exact, but, you know. Those are the numbers we deal with. So it would be more than 20 bucks then uh, for a box of ammo uh, if it was all non-lead, correct? Three times. <laughs> no, no, see, that's the wrong number. We can't say that. It's just more than 20. It's a bad – the guys understand. Okay, more than 20. Help, there I got you go. it. I'm slow. I'm slow, but I got it. <laughs> I, you know, I know what I told my wife I paid for stuff. I, I just don't want to get anybody else in trouble for the same thing. Anyway, I I just tell my wife if I if when I die, don't sell my guns for what I told you they cost me. Exactly, folks. That's Scott Woodhouse, the match director for Avenal Gun Club. Um, 
so we have this. Well, let's talk about this, Scott. You guys have this giant range out there in the middle of central California and south of Coalinga. What would happen if people shot non-lead there? <laughs> that's, that's funny. It happens all the time. Absolutely nothing happens when we shoot non-lead out there. What, what I'm saying is if you are forced to shoot non-lead. <laughs> oh, if we non-lead. had to? Oh, absolutely. We'd probably see a dramatic drop in our attendance. And membership? Um, sport would, and memberships. Absolutely memberships. Um, I, it's a privately owned range. We haven't even gone there for our shotgun matches. It just, um, it would definitely, if it gets if it gets to that point where it's not just not just for hunting and it gets to even for sporting, it will just absolutely kill memberships. Um, the sport as a whole, I would see a dramatic decrease. And one of the things we always talk about is if you are armed for protection, what is your mandate? Lauren, where are you heading right now? You're heading to front sight, right? So yes. training, you have to stay trained. Shooting skills are a perishable skill. You know, I was practicing draw stroke last night. So it's a perishable skill. You have to stay on top of this. And if you're not able to practice because it's breaking the bank, they have effectively shut down people from practicing, from enjoying their Second Amendment rights, from being competent firearm owners. Absolutely. Plus plus the youth programs. Youth programs are going to be priced out of the market as well. So we won't have any continuation of young shooters coming into the sport either. You know, this is one of the things that just drives me up the wall. How many people have died from lead exposure in California? I'm waiting. <laughs> it's a jeopardy I don't question. Know yeah. <laughs> what is zero? Okay. Zero is the number of people dying from, from uh, lead exposure in California. So our state wants to ban lead under the guise of health issues, yet it's all a Second Amendment attack. At the same time, the same people up there in Excremento, they want to legalize so, uh, f- psychedelics. They want to legalize heroin. They're giving away heroin in in uh, San Francisco, right? They have shooting galleries where the heroin is free. Just show up and get all the smack you want. Well, here's the deal. We lost over 70,000 people to opioid opioid overdoses. That's hard to say. Uh, and I'm not high. Opioid overdoses last year. Over 70,000 people. So since January 1st on that ratio, 12,800 people have died of opioid overdoses. And we want to legalize drugs in California. Yet zero have died from lead exposure and we want to make that illegal. They are so upside down. We need to we need to retake we need to retake Sacramento. Uh, Lauren, you were talking about a presence in Sacramento like they did in Virginia. You want to expound upon that? Yeah, you know, um, the, the march in, in Virginia absolutely turned the tables on the bills that were being proposed. And they got four Democrats to switch part, switch and vote with the uh, gun lobby and overturn those bills. Um 23,000 in Virginia was a lot of people to march on the Capitol. If we took the same percentage of gun owners in California and had them march on Sacramento, the math works out. We'd have 70,000 gun owners in Sacramento as a march against this bill. So I think that's something that we, CRPA, NRA, should be looking at organizing to, to get a march going if this bill gains traction. I absolutely, absolutely think that's going to, we're going to be involved in that. 
We will go up there to, to uh, Excremento. We will hold our nose. We'll bring safety pins for our nose. Um, but we will hold our nose up there because those people simply stink. And um, we, need to, we need to change their minds. They have to see the power in the voting blocks. We have to have wins in the, uh, wins in the column when it comes to voting. So, again, we vote early. We vote often. Folks, check these guys out. Riverside gunowners.org riversidegunowners.org or sbgunowners.org that's for uh, for Lauren and his group you need to get involved with them because they're local they are involved they're engaged they have monthly meetings that talk about strategy you want to make sure that you're out there so check it out at riversidegunowners.org sbgunowners.org that stands for uh, sad burning ghetto but sbgunowners.org and then also Avenal Gun Club so we're gonna, when we come back here, we're going to talk with Scott Woodhouse about what's going on up there and uh, his matches and all the different things that they have up in Northern California or Central California. Um, what are some of the other wins we had? Lauren, I mean, we're talking about the lead band is our next fight coming up, but what are some of the other statewide things we did? Well, you know, the, as a, a local pack, we can't really comment on state elections, but as Lauren Campbell I can tell you that I've been very happy with the results we saw for the state elected officials. Uh, Jay Obernolte, who is a strong Second Amendment guy, uh, was was uh, won the 8th Congressional District, which is fantastic. That replaces Paul Cook. So that's uh, a con- congressional race, guys. Did, was he over 50%? Yeah, uh, no, he was not. Okay. So it will be a runoff, but uh, with the people... When the top two are in, he should have a pretty strong lead. And who is Tim the, Donnelly was actually number two. Oh, Tim did get number two. Let's well, yeah. Tim Tim Donnelly. I don't think you can get much more uh, Second Amendment stronger than Tim Donnelly. I mean, he tries to carry guns on planes, so I mean that's how armed he is. But <laughs> it doesn't work out well all the time. We love Tim. Lo- Tim, love you. Don't don't text me. All right, and uh, what else do we have? Okay, so we also had uh, Chad Mays, Andrew Kotyek. Um, yes. They will be in a runoff, and uh, Andrew was just a little bit behind. That one is uh, important. We're, gonna, we're running into a break. I'm sorry I did that to you. Uh, Andrew Kotyek, we need to support because Chad Mays is a tax trader, and he does not deserve to represent you. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio. We'll be right back after this. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! 
That's right, folks. It's Mulan Labe Saturday, and it was Mulan Labe Tuesday. We had a great election result. Yeah, I'm bragging about it. I'm really happy because I'm a Californian. I don't know how long that happiness is going to last. As you just heard, we just had this. Uh, we're fighting now. We're fighting the lead ban, AB 3071, which will basically stop all shooting in Southern in California, period. So we need to make sure that we're active on that. Joining me now... I have a fun guy. His name is Scott Woodhouse. Scott Woodhouse is with the Avenal Gun Club. Now, I ran into Avenal Gun Club because I was reading my California Rifle and Pistol Association members magazine, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And there's an article that a man named Louis Bernardes had just started a long-range match out in the middle of nowhere, which is, I think, Avenal is the Spanish word for nowhere. But... <laughs> It's out there, and so I, I drove up there, and I shot the match, and we met Lewis and had a great time, and this thing has taken off and has grown substantially, and now Scott Woodhouse is running this match. So, Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, thanks for having me on. Well, I um, I haven't been shooting as long as most. I think I'm about uh, 11, 12 years in as far as shooting for sport and having a good time. I, I grew up as a deer hunter with my dad, um, raised in the Central Valley, I was lucky enough to attend Lewis's first, very first match. Um, I weighed about 150 pounds more than I do now. Tried to hike that for, you know the hike, and I tried to hike that first time. And he was accommodating, taught me a lot, and that just, that the whole spirit of the match has always been that way. And uh, it just, it grew on me, and I wanted to be part of it. So I, I think I made probably 99% of all the matches the whole time he had the, he had the match. And uh, a few years ago, he was getting ready to be one of the lucky ones to escape California and retire. And he asked me if I would take it over because um, I live nearby, and it was just a, it was an honor, honestly, for him to to think that I could uh, that I could carry it forward. Well, you've done a nice job. So this is this is a very unique match, and why I say that is if you go to most PBR matches in California. All right, you're on a range or a fixed box set or something, and uh, so they're they're messing with you with different, you know, shoot the 300 yard target back to the 200, go to the 400, go to the 100, you know, their target um, order. They're messing with you like that, or they'll give you a, like at our local range, West End Gun Club. We have a roof that you have to shoot off that I swear is the most unsafe thing I've ever been on. It, it you can just hear the 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 screws just creaking it's it's going to collapse on somebody i just hope we get it on video but you know it it wiggles or the the ladder they do so many different things so um what's different about this is the ground the terrain is going to give you uh challenges just the way it's set up for that correct well yeah in all of our shooting positions even some of the pro- so we have basically we have uh, our our uneven terrain, it's hills, it's a elevation changes, you know, between six and 700 feet, but it's throughout a mile and a half um, course. And even some of our prone locations, you're shooting your body's position downhill and your, your targets could be spread out amongst the hills uphill. So it, it does it does make for some very serious challenges, not to mention our crazy winds that we get out there as well. And the winds are crazy. I mean, that's it's it's funny because you could be looking at a target at uh, 800 yards and uh, the guy misses and and hits the dirt and the dirt just goes straight up but on its way there you have a hard right and a hard left wind and then no wind at the target and <laughs> i don't know 
<laughs> I think I think my misses last time was because I was trying to play the wind and it just wasn't a factor or enough of a factor. Um, so I think it always. I think you you always have to be on the plate no matter what. Well, it's it's just one of those types of uh, challenges that it's become just something that we get used to being, you know, I call us like the regulars out there. And, and, and we always look forward to when some of, um, you know, there's some NorCal guys and some Southern California guys that are, they shoot hundreds of matches, tons of matches, you know, throughout the state and out in other states. And they show up and we, we had a... We had a little nickname. They thought our targets were garage doors because they thought some were too big for us. And uh, they came out and they were, I won't say they were doing terrible, but they were just, you know, with the top 10, middle of the pack type of things. And it's because of the wind challenges. They just, you're looking at the target, there's a wind flag right in front of you pushing hard right, and then you miss hard left. So it's just one of those things. It, it's pretty funny. And so when they say the targets are like garage doors, that's not being fair because your targets are basically two minutes of angle. Correct. Yeah, they're two minutes of angle. Um, we, we, we keep it that way primarily because it is a, there is challenges out there, both with the terrain and, and with the wind calls and some of our obstacles now, now that we've incorporated. So when Luis first started, it was prone only pretty much. And right. over time he added um, – he added obstacles to each station and eventually two obstacles and and I'm talking these obstacles and the the wood and all the all the equipment to build them had to be hand pulled up these hills. This is not something that we could at the time get um cart and buggy up there to to try to unload all the supplies but that's so two minute angle is kind of our rule of thumb out there and so the way this works, guys is they have different colored barrels, 55-gallon barrels filled with dirt uh, out dug into a hillside, and then there's a pipe that hangs off the side of that with a, I think it's a fire hose hanger, um, and then your metal your metal target hanging down below that. So most of them are set up in that fashion. If the target's been damaged, there might be a T-post on the side that you'll shoot at for uh, to compensate for that. But it's it is not an easy course. As a matter of fact, I've looked at a lot of scores. I don't think anybody's ever cleaned the entire course, have they? No, and, and especially in prone, we've had um, I think two people that did miss one, but they're not. They're like two and far between. And in obstacles, we've never had anybody clean the course ever. But but it's common in a PBR match for somebody to clean. So this is this is the difference here. And plus some of the the shots. I mean, when I went out there, uh, was it two weeks ago uh, at your last match? You know, I'd never had a chance to shoot that rifle over 600 yards. And so my dope was just off the computer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it worked out pretty good for you. Well, You actually shot well. Well, thank you. But it would have worked out better had I actually known what my 900-yard hold was. So, (laughs) so And, uh, yeah, I I fixed that after the match. I went back and shot stage one again. So now now I have my numbers down. Um, But it's important because... You know, there's uh, one target is 725 yards, and it's across two canyons. You're actually shooting back over the saddle of two ridge lines, and it's 725 yards, and that is an amazing shot. You know, we do a lot of hunting. We always talk about long-range shooting, and maybe I talk about it too much, but it's a passion of mine, and, you know, this is my show, so... (laughs) Right? You want to talk about something else? Get your own show, and I'll listen to you. Or or give me a call with an idea. Anyway, so, um, but I do love this, and I think it's a very important skill set to have. So, you know, a 725-yard shot across two canyons, if you're thinking of that for a hunting shot, I mean, that is a long poke. And right. how do you get, 
practice where you can consistently make that shot because that's if you're translating this into real world real world applications that's important now if you're in the military and you're shooting you know terrorists i don't really care if you hit them in the kneecap at 900 yards it's just it's fine with me you know any hit's a good hit but if you're hunting it's a whole different thing um you owe it to your game to deliver them from this side to that side as quickly and cleanly as possible. And this is a great way to see what your true competency level is. And, you know, the, the thing that really drew me to this um, match and, and another reason I haven't made any, with, with the exception of adding some special events that we'll, we'll get to to talk about those, but just sticking on the topic of the match itself and the history and why it is how it is, the reason there's a prone division and the reason we have an obstacle division is because there, there's some spirit to it. We want anybody... Any skill set, any rifle, anybody that wants to come out and shoot, um, we have a class that if you're the guy that wants to go out on the weekends and you want to hunt and you want to load develop and you want to see how your shoots are, the shots are across um, valleys, and we give you plenty of time to figure that out. We let you make your wind calls. Prone is, I think, now four minutes, which it used to be seven or six or seven, so we've shrunk it a little bit, but still plenty of time. Plenty of time. And and then we have the, the open division for your obstacle shooters that are more of a precision rifle series type shooter, um, and that, too, has its application in the hunting game. And um, how many times have you had to just throw your rifle up on your shooting sticks and, and, and take that shot? So I think that there's a lot of um, crossover. Yeah, it's competitive, but it also applies to your real-world hunting situations. It really does. And the first time I shot it, I shot it with my 270. I shot it with my 270. I shot it with my 270 300 Win Mag. I shot it with a 25-06. You know, just taking out. And uh, the last time I shot it with a 6.5 284. Um, oh wow. And so you know, just different cartridges, just learning them. And I've had my buddies out there with their rums and. <laughs> <laughs> We've, we've hit those targets kind of hard, but yeah. But you're thank learning. You for that. I'm the one that has to hike the hills and fix them too. By the way, thank you. <laughs> well, they missed most of the time. How's that? <laughs> but it's 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 great practice. You're not going to get that kind of practice anywhere else. And this match is every month. You can find it at avenalgunclub.com. Avenal, the common spelling, A V E N A L gunclub.com. And we'll be right back after this. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is best. That is best. 
is good. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman, Firingland Radio Show. Joining me back here, I have Scott Woodhouse. Scott Woodhouse is the match director for Avenal Gun Club. AvenalGunClub.com common spelling for Avenal, A-V-E-N-A-L, gunclub.com. He's got a giant match coming up here in March that we want to talk about, March 21st and 22nd. Scott, this is a, a big event for the Western Western PBR, right? Absolutely. It's a um, Pro Bolt Series, Precision Rifle Series, PRS. Everybody hears about PRS, PRS. match. I, I say PBR. I think that's the bull riders. So you're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. You're not, there are no steers involved. Yeah, there's no animals injured right. in the in the shooting of our matches, and uh, it's a it's a gigantic undertaking for us at the at the at the range. And the way it came about, um, we have Team GA shooter Ryan Kerr, who is my co-match director for this match, came to me and said, "Hey, I'd like to move um, I'd like to move my match, my my spring match, and I think Gavin will be a good good place to host it. Let's go walk around, go see how it looks, and come up with a plan." And we went out there and. Uh, we set up a nice course of fire for this, and we think people are going to hate us at the end, but they're going to love shooting at the same time. Um, you know, it's it's filled up pretty quick. I think we're just about sold out, um, and it's really turning into a, a nice shot. It's going to be 80 total shooters, two days of competition with Friday being a sight-in and a sign-in day. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, 321 to 322, 80 shooters. This is only going to be the obstacle, so right? No prone division? Correct. This will be the obstacles only, um, and it's a lot tighter time frames. I mean, this is the some of the best shooters in the Western United States. Even a couple of guys from um, back east are coming out. It is a uh, it is points for the Pro Bolt Series for PRS. It's one of their national events, and it's. Um, I, I mean, we're really excited. We have some really great sponsors. Um, we have a lot of people supporting us. The only thing we're lacking a little bit is we we we're still looking for a few ROs that want to come out and help us. Um, we'll feed you. I'm sure there'll be some adult beverages afterwards available for no cost and uh, campfires. So if anybody's interested, we could use the help. So at Avenal, um, if you're looking to camp out there, or, or actually if you're looking to go up and shoot, it's it's really worth your while from Southern California to spend the night. It is a four-and-a-half-hour drive. So it's hard to make, although I've done it a couple times in the morning, and I did it last week coming in from Sacramento just to get out there early. But you know, there's there's a couple hotels in Coalinga you can stay at. Harris Ranch is a beautiful place. Or there's the uh, Motel 6. So they've got two barbells, Elegance and Motel 6. But um, And, you know, they've got ribeyes at Motel 6 or ribeyes at Harris Ranch. And I don't know what you get at the Denny's at the other side of the freeway. So, you know, there are places to stay. Coalinga's or King Kettleman City, I think, are probably your two closest areas to, to stay in there. Um and it's worth it. It's it's a great time. So, if they want to camp, though, you do have facilities. It's they have a, a bathroom, they have water, but it's going to be tent camping or bring your own trailer, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, um, primarily, it's bring your own trailer. And we're for this match, we're doing um, reserve your spots through me and um, Avenel Tactical at Gmail dot com is the email to um, contact if you need to reserve a spot for camping. But we have uh, tent spots. We have a few trailer spots. Has electrical hookups. There's even a shower house with hot, nice hot shower, um, and two two fully operational restrooms. And uh, there's barbecues really there nice too, time. right? Yeah, there's barbecues on site, fire pits on site. Honestly, I only live 40 minutes from there, and I've camped there multiple times, and it's a it's a really good time. And and here's the other thing, all right? In the shooting sports, 
you know, I, I used to do a lot of cycling. You know, cyclists, they're snobs. In the shooting sports, everybody's cool. You know, you walk up, you could talk to them. I, I mean, I was talking with a friend of mine that I met years ago up there, Cal, Calvin Ho. You know, he's got this brand new uh, Dakota, uh, excuse me, Tacoma truck with a tent on top. I'm like, hey, man, you know, he's, give me the whole rundown on that. It's a lot of fun, and they're really, really good people. And when you're shooting, people are helpful. Now, they're not going to be helpful at the national match because that's a big-time competition. But during the regular monthly matches, everybody's cool. They're, they're going to help you out because, there's not, you know, you're there for your own reason. I was there two weeks ago because I wanted to shoot that rifle at those distances, which I, I needed to get the dope for. And I really just wanted to enjoy myself and have a good time. So I shot prone and uh, just didn't worry about anything and just enjoyed the day and uh, enjoyed shooting the rifle. And that's what almost every month is like. So if you want to be involved in this, uh, we could use your help for range officers. I'm not sure if I'll be able to make that or not, but I will take a look at my schedule. It's March 21st, 22nd. You're AvenalTactical at Gmail is email? Yes. So if you want to be a range officer, AvenalTactical at gmail.com. And you didn't say all the beer they could drink, did you? No, absolutely not, but I'm sure there will be plenty. I mean, these guys, we <laughs> we, we, we have a good time. Um, we follow strict safety as we should, but that's kind of the whole – the atmosphere of these matches, especially on monthly matches, is um, we, we want everybody to, to have a good time and want to come back. Um, rousing each other and giving each other a little bit of crap is, is expected. It's not just okayed. It's encouraged, um, and we have a good time with it. And, like, the Pro Series matches – a little more serious, obviously, but I still think, you know, you have all walks of life that come out to these matches. You have these, you know, IT execs. You have me that works in public sector and or in the, yeah, in the public sector. And you have all these different walks of life. But when we get together as, as shooting enthusiasts, we're all the same. And that's how we treat each other. And we just have a really good time doing it. And, you know, as a range officer, one of the things that'd be nice is as you're working a station, you're going to see 80 professional shooters come through. You're going to see their techniques, who does what. I mean, the level of experience is amazing. As a matter of fact, I just did, uh, I do a beginning hunter seminar and we just did one in Vegas last, uh, last Friday, um, last weekend. So we just did this seminar and, you know, one of the things I'm sharing with these guys who are looking for field shots is what I've learned by shooting with these guys on the PRS course, you know, to keep that little loose bag and, and, uh, how do you shoot off a fence post? You know, most guys run into that shot in the field and they always botch it. It's, it's terrible to watch in the field, but this is something that they practice all the time and it, it can be shot very, very efficiently with a little bit of knowledge. So if you're running as an RO, you know, you're there for safety, but I'm telling you your education on that position, watching these unbelievable shooters pull off unbelievable shots and how quickly they're able to recover and make the next shot. That I think is worth the price of admission. Absolutely. And, and seeing the different different equipment yep. and the different ways the equipment is utilized by different people. Um, I've RO'd, I RO'd um, both of Ryan's previous PRS matches in Bakersfield, and um, I learned more. I think I honestly learned more doing those two matches than my own shooting and because I could watch some of the, the, like you said, some of the techniques used on certain obstacles. And, and you learn what not to do on those obstacles as well from these same shooters, right? So. Right. 
I, I think there's a good mix, and uh, it's a good time. And, like, um, I have a really good friend, uh, Extreme Shooting Sports out of Exeter. They're donating the lunches for both days. So, I, And I'm talking, like, deep pit beef and pulled pork. I mean, 12 hours to prepare type stuff. I mean, it's going to be really good food both days, and it's um, it, it's just going to be a good, positive atmosphere. And, um, yeah, ROs will have just as good a time, and they're treated just like the shooters are. The other thing is they always have a very deep prize table at these big events. I mean, so many people are donating some great stuff. So you want to talk yeah, about some industry, of your sponsors? So, so the industry is just so behind these matches. And, and I think it's just amazing to see some of the support we get. So we get companies like Leupold, um, Vortex, um, Spartan, GA Precision, you, you name it. There's so many people. I don't even have the whole list yet because we're still finalizing some of it. But those are some of the people that are always right behind us. And like I mentioned, Extreme Shooting Sports, he's a local gunsmith and gun shop, but he's he's doing the lunches. Um, he's he's coming out. Him and his crew are going to actually do all the preparation of the meals and, and run them up the hill to all the shooters. I mean, there's just so many people that get behind the sport um, and, and support what we all love to do. And I think that's one of the biggest things. And, and I haven't been told straight no by anybody yet. I'll call up a company and be like, hey, I have this thing going, and here's kind of my ideas. Is there anything you can do? And, uh, you know, Vortex, they started helping me last year, and this year I, I changed up things for my monthly matches. I went to a point series type thing for just my monthly matches, and they thought that was a neat idea that I'm doing something like that, and they jumped on board to help me with prizes for that towards the end of the year item. So, I mean, so many of these companies are just standing behind the sport, and I think yeah. it's awesome to see. Yeah, Vortex is actually one of our largest sponsors here. They do uh, they do a lot with us. As a matter of fact, the last week of March, we're going to have them on and talk about some of their new stuff, which, you know, like a AR-10 scope that goes 1 to 10. What? 1 to 10 right. power? I mean, it, it, they're... They've got some great stuff, and I'm really looking forward to that. So there's your teaser, folks, coming up. We're going to have Vortex back on the line at the end of this month. Let me thank my special guest here, Scott Woodhouse, Avenal Gun Club. Email is avenaltactical at gmail.com. March 21st, 22nd, get a hold of him if you can be a range um, official, range officer there, just a safety guy. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to come to a great place. It should be great weather. So, folks, I'm going to thank my special guys out here who did such great voting. They voted early, they voted often, and it actually paid off this year. So thank you all. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com for our podcast. God bless. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.